Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, corporate merchant, turned boutique owner, turned consultant. I want you to start, grow, and scale your boutique business right here with me. If you're ready to master your mindset, margins, and marketing, you're in the right place. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm Emily Benson, your host and detective of boutique land. You guys, I am recording this as a very quick episode because I'm disturbed. (laughs) I'm laughing. I'm laughing because listen, as someone said, we're just buying handbags. It's not that big of a deal. We're just selling clothes. We're not like saving lives. I mean, we are in our own kind of way, but we're certainly not surgeons or doctors or researchers. So we need to have a conversation about money. First and foremost, the episode called Let's Talk About Debt Baby. Did you guys know that's like my number one episode? It's either number one or number two. So clearly you guys are worried about debt, okay? Or you're thinking, oh my gosh, how do I get out of debt? How do I avoid being in debt? All that jazz. I want to reiterate over and over that having a boutique business, selling things like clothes, accessories, gifts, they're an extremely high margin compared to selling like furniture, pens, paper, pencils, pharmacy goods, right? Those things have a much smaller margin. That's why not many of us are opening pharmacies. If you are, good for you. I think there is some money to be made there. Don't get me wrong. But I will say that the intrinsic value of clothing, accessories, things like that are just much higher so we can get much bigger margins. Now, I'm always talking about you've got to get a 3x margin, 2.7 to 3x. And that's across the board. That doesn't mean every single thing is going to be three times what you paid for it. And there's some intricacies and some nuances within that conversation that when you're in a program with me, I will gladly have that deep discussion with you about, you know, what margins need to be right now, because I'm speaking to a couple thousand, 10,000 people, I'm going to say 3x markup is really the goal for as much of your merchandise as possible. Can you go over that? Yes. Can you go under that? Sure. Do you have to understand your numbers and how it all adds up? Absolutely, okay? But here's the thing. I am worried that a lot of people are way overspending on inventory. I've had this conversation a couple of times in the past few days where either people have come to us or we've started to uncover clients who have way more inventory than we kind of could imagine. And I find that most people finally find me or finally decide to work with me when they're kind of in this mess of, oh my gosh, I have too much inventory. I'm not selling things. I have no money left in the bank. That's how it usually starts. It usually starts with, oh my gosh, I'm not selling as much as I used to, or I'm not selling as much as I think I could. I have a ton of inventory. So what's going on? And oh, by the way, I don't really have any money in the bank. And maybe I have some money on credit cards. So your cash is low, your inventory is high, and your sales are kind of piddling out, or they're just staying the same. They're not really growing or doing things. I want you to think about the idea that a boutique is like a machine, okay? Things are coming into the machine, things are going out of the machine. Now, uh, let's say we're making M&Ms. Now, with an M&M, you can't overload the M&M machine with too much chocolate, because why? 
Well, because that machine can only handle making, let's say, a thousand M&Ms a minute, okay? If we try to say, wait, 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 we want to now suddenly make 3,000 M&Ms a minute, we can't just stuff the machine with more chocolate. That's not how it works. We're going to have to go in and figure out what gears we need to change so that the handle turns faster. Do we need to oil the gears so that they move more smoothly and therefore create more efficiency within the wheel? And that's how we start to gain momentum. And and maybe we also scale back and we say, all right, our goal is to make 3000 M&Ms a minute, but we're going to scale back and we're going to say, let's start, you know, to go to 1000 to 3000 is quite a bit. So let's start and say, can we get ourselves to 1500? How do we get to 1500? What are the small, you know, so we have to oil the wheel. That's going to get us an extra 200. We're going to turn the speed of the gear up and that's going to whatever. We might need to, to get to that 3000 M&Ms a minute, we might need to add two more machines. We might only be able to really max out one machine at 1700 M&Ms a minute. And then we have to add another machine, but we need the capital to buy that other machine. So what we're going to do is we're going to slowly increase our production so that we make a little bit more money because yes, on 1500 M&Ms, we can make a little bit more money. And maybe what we also do is with the M&Ms, we put a few less in each container and then we're able to sell more containers and therefore make a higher profit, right? Okay, so I'm talking about M&Ms, but I'm really talking about boutiques. Here's the thing. I think that A lot of people say, okay, I need to buy more inventory. I need to buy double the inventory if I want to double my sales. Number one, that kind of growth is absurd. And if you think you can do that in one buy, then call me. You can't. I think the other piece of it is you don't just haphazardly buy X amount more of inventory. You really want to be strategic. Now, what I wasn't talking about there was you know, the popularity of colored M&Ms or, you know, what would it be like peanut versus pretzel versus almond versus classic M&Ms. I guarantee you M&Ms, they just sell a ton of classic ones all day long. It's probably three times what they sell their flavors. And that's okay because they're going to, they're going to make their production adjust for that. Right. And so for you looking at what sells the best, I sell tops the best. That's 30% of my sales. So when I go out and buy more to grow my boutique, I'm going to buy and make sure I have 30% of that buy is in tops, okay? The nuances that it takes to grow your boutique, it's just not simple. And I find that the more money people are making, once they get to 10,000, 15, 30,000 a month, they start to spend way too much freaking money on inventory. You don't have to do that. Every time you grow incrementally five to $10,000 in sales, that's really only maybe three to $5,000 of inventory at cost. It's not that much more. So for you to say, oh, well, last year I was doing 15,000 a month. This year I'm at 30,000 a month. The difference in those is like maybe $10,000 a month in inventory. Like maybe, maybe a little more if we're getting crazy and we have low margins. But I think that so many people are just way over buying inventory and thinking, I need to have new arrivals weekly. I need to fill my store. I need to always have new things. And the truth is, is that part of that machine is that at certain times, so let's go back to the M&M example, because it's kind of fun to play with this and just get out of the boutique space, right? Because sometimes it's easier. I'm like imagining a little, I have no idea what an M&M maker looks like, but I'm imagining like a wheel with little divots. 
And somehow these cups sort of rotate and they capture a little bit of chocolate, capture a little bit of chocolate, like all these arms on a wheel and that wheel's spinning. It's capturing a little bit of chocolate, right? Well, listen, there's going to be times where if that little cup, if it's scooping the chocolate, it might have some chocolate still left in it. It might have a situation where maybe only a half a scoop got in because of the alignment of the wheel to where it's picking up the chocolate from. And what that means is that sometimes that machine's going to have to get cleaned. It's going to have to get maintenance. It's going to have to get serviced. In boutique land, that's markdowns. That's sales. That's, you know, your single ladies sales, your single ladies rack. We always have to be doing that just like machinery on an M&M assembly line always is going to need to get cleaned at certain points. I wouldn't be surprised if they stop and clean the machine once a day, a couple times a day, because my guess is that while it's like efficient, there must be like a level of sanitation that it has to, I don't know. But I guess what I'm saying is, you know, there are going to be moments and times where you have to do these cleanouts. Now, what I find most often happens is someone comes to me, they're like, I have a ton of inventory. And when I say a ton, they're like, they're telling me, Emily, I own 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, a hundred thousand dollars worth of inventory at cost. And I don't know what to do. I think like, I have too much. Like I have so much, but like I think I need that much. Don't I need that much? It's like, no, whoa. So there is also times when we just have to do a huge sell down. And it stinks. It's tough. You lose you don't necessarily lose money. I don't want to like say that straight out, but like it's you don't make as much potential money as you could. Now, the goal is not to be bringing in big chunks of inventory and selling through them. So going and buying $100,000 worth of inventory in October and just selling through it for the next three months. Even if you launch it separately, there's very few businesses that really can operate like that. And those boutique owners are extremely well-planned. They're extremely disciplined. They have a lot of systems. They tend to be much more established boutique owners who can go and make those bigger buys quarterly or bi-monthly or half-yearly, something like that. There's very few people that are at that level, though. And that's okay because, to be honest with you, the pace that the industry moves in terms of selling and manufacturing, it's okay to buy like once a month or every other month or every week if you need to. Now, what I will say is that the more often you buy and the more you sell, the more on top of all these numbers you need to be. And so I'm just putting it out there that I need you to go in and look at your inventory and say, How much do I have? Is that enough? Is it too much? How much do I want to sell this month? If you have $60,000 worth of inventory, you sell $10,000 a month, you have six months of inventory sitting there. Do you really want to be looking at those things in six months, in four months? Probably not. So you've got to scale back. You've got to sell through some more stuff. You've got to move through things a little bit more quickly. And so this is where understanding your numbers, understanding your data, why I talk about this so much in my courses in Six Figure Blueprint, even in bootcamp, we're having these conversations because we have people that join bootcamp that have been in business for a little bit or they've been in business for a while and they're just like, I want to go back to basics. We have these conversations with mastermind people. We have conversations, casual conversations with people at events about this kind of stuff too. It is something that is easily controllable but you've got to set the intention to control it. You've got to set the intention to understand your data. And if you're not understanding your data, you're like, Emily, I'm not a numbers person. I'm not a numbers person. Please come and take a course with me. Come and let me help you understand your numbers because that's truly the difference between a boutique owner who's going to be in business for a year or two years and like run out of money and get really in debt 
or the person who's running super efficiently and is growing and growing and growing and suddenly has an eight figure boutique in a few years and doesn't realize how they got there, but you know, they're flooded in cash, they're doing really well. That's possible. But it also starts with being really efficient, running kind of lean. Please go check your inventory, see how much you have, see how many months it is, and let me know. Listen, I want to know where you're at. Send me an email at hello at boutiquetrainingacademy.com. We are in the process of getting you guys some more free resources, getting you guys adding to our paid resources. You know, the health of the boutique industry is something that I care deeply about because I think that as an industry and as a retail outlet in our country, you deserve to be making money. You deserve to be, you know, not flooded in debt, not flooded in inventory. You, you deserve to run a lean business that makes you money. And instead of spending a bunch of money on inventory, go to Disney World, <laughs> go to Europe. Some of you guys are like, oh, I spent an extra $12,000 on inventory. And I'm like, oh my God, that's like a really nice trip to Italy for a couple weeks, (laughs) right? Like, do you really need to spend that or could you save it? You know, I mean, I'm joking, but I'm not. How can you be more efficient? And this is a topic I'm going to keep talking about. This is just a short episode because I really needed to like get this off my chest. But most of you guys, and listen, there's people on the other end of the spectrum. And I'll talk about that too. People that don't buy enough. And so they never hit their goals because they're not brave enough to invest enough. But again, as I just said, it doesn't have to be big investments all the time. It's growth, slowly growing how much you invest in inventory to match where you're growing with sales. Okay, listen, if you like this episode, if you like other episodes, please, 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 I would love for you to rate and review this podcast. I really want to hit 500 ratings and reviews and I'm at like 250. So we've got a little ways to go, but I know there's more of you that listen to this that haven't rated and reviewed. So all you have to do is just click, like take a minute right now, unless you're driving. If you get home, just before you go in the house, just really quickly jump in your podcast app, scroll all the way down right on my page. It will say rating and review, just Click five stars if you think that this is a great podcast. You don't even have to write a review. Just give me those five stars and say submit and we're good. Okay, like I would love that. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm going to jump back to work. So here's making lots of friends and making lots of money. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. If you wouldn't mind taking a second to go ahead and scroll down if you're on the Apple podcast or Spotify and leaving us a quick rating and review, we would really appreciate it. It helps more amazing boutique CEOs just like you find this podcast and this incredible free resource. Thanks again for listening and we will see you in a few weeks.